0: 12 elements of a great cash wrap. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. So happy Thanksgiving, everyone. I know I am grateful for a lot this year. And I hope you are too. I hope you're taking the day to enjoy family, friends, loved ones, good food. I have no expectations that you will listen to this episode on Thanksgiving. I actually really hope you're disconnecting and having fun and relaxing with your loved ones, but maybe some of you will actually have extra time or appreciate something to listen to while you're getting that turkey prepped and making all the good yummy food for today. If you wait to listen until after the craziness of the retail weekend ahead, I completely understand that too. Speaking of the weekend ahead, because there's a lot packed into it, Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, Cyber Monday, Giving Tuesday. But anyhow, with the weekend ahead, especially when you generate a lot of revenue in your store and you have a big weekend like Small Business Saturday can bring you, You may have a plan or goal to spend a little of your cash injection from this weekend or from the holiday season in general on a better, more efficient, effective cash wrap, also known as a checkout counter. So if you want to start planning or if you want to find out a few ways to improve your existing cash wrap, or just have a really good thought-out plan for a new cash wrap. This is a really good episode for you. A cash wrap, in its design, is based on like part psychology, part efficiency, part compliance, part convenience. All of that stuff. It's all all these things kind of create the the ideal way to build your cash wrap. So here's a list of twelve things. I'm hoping that this episode is short and sweet so that you can get through it if you are listening on Thanksgiving. So number one, height. I'm going to share more on ADA compliance soon, but 36 inches seems to be the sweet spot for the height of a cash wrap. Our cash wrap is actually two-tiered. We have a lower counter at 36 inches and a higher counter, it's again, two tiers, But the higher area is so that customers who are standing there, they can easily see our point of sale system screen when checking out because if you have like a square or even light speed, I feel like all of those systems that are iPad based, Shopify, you turn the screen so that the customer can see it or there's already a screen on the other side facing the customer where they can see details of their transaction. So if someone is standing, they can see it but you're complying with ADA compliance. So if someone is in a wheelchair, you can take your point of sale system, you can take that iPad based system and put it on the lower counter. And if they're in a wheelchair, they would be able to see that screen as well. So for us, either way, it complies standing or sitting. Number two is with most, I have to say, because I did a little bit of research of my own, most online articles mention having a cash wrap counter that's 48 to 72 inches in width. However, I have to add that I think ours is probably this width, and I would be happier with a tenant or a 10foot counter. And that's 120 inches. I feel like the more counter space you have, the better. Number three is storage. You want to make sure that you don't just have one big open space and that it just becomes filled with clutter or that it doesn't make sense and it's hard to find things on the back of your cash wrap, not facing the customers, but facing you where you stand. You want to have areas, shelving, drawers, all of that stuff to place tissue paper, wrapping paper, vertical slots for bags, shelving for your cash drawer. Other supplies like we have cellophane bags, batteries, light bulbs, because we sell lamps, and customers always want to see what the lamp what the lamp looks like with the bulb on. We have coin rolls of coins, scissors, tape, other notepads, and we work really hard at de- keeping this decluttered or decluttering it even more once or twice a year. Now we have little bins and baskets for certain things. We have extra shelving on the back of the taller portion of our cash wrap so that we can keep everything really, really organized. Number four, surface space and shape. So for wrapping and bagging, or even for customers who wanna set their purses or their bags down, you wanna have enough surface space on the counter so that they can do this. And there are several options in terms of the shape of your cash wrap. Uh, you could do like a just a single line, single solid counter. You can have an L-shaped cash wrap, a U-shaped cash wrap. Uh, I would say the single or the L probably seems to be the most common. But you want to make sure that there's ample space on the counter to get everything done. You also want to make sure that you have ample space in your store If you go with something like a U shaped cash wrap. Number five, impulse buys. What are the small products in your store that people might want to buy while checking out? So we're talking about keychains, maybe lip balms, um, chocolates, small sweet treats. I was recently at TJ Maxx and I stopped in Old Navy too, and both of these stores really seem to have maximized their checkout line area in particular the checkout line area so if you have space big enough for this you could do it but they have shelving shorter shelving wrapped all around where a line forms so that people can grab these impulse buys and then they have more impulse buys on the counter for most of us independent retailers with smaller stores You probably mostly do this at your counter, but if you have an area for a line, you might want to consider doing it too, but what can you put on there that people would quickly grab? For us, for sure, lip balm. Um, We also do cocoa bombs, sometimes chocolates, marshmallows, flavored marshmallows, handcrafted. So anything like that where people would be more inclined to kind of grab it while they're checking out if they notice it. Low-cost, high-margin products are ideal for this, but you could do a variety of things. You could put other things on there that maybe don't have high margins, but customers quickly grab it and buy it, and it seems to be a good seller when they're checking out. Number six, outlets with a charging station. The days of a manual cash register are gone. Well, for most independent retailers. Most of our point-of-sale systems require multiple devices, You have a credit card reader, you might have the stand where the iPad goes, you have the scanner, who knows what else is on our counters, but you want to make sure that all of these devices can be charged without having to go to a different area of your store. So take into consideration, are there enough outlets around your cash wrap? Can you actually install some type of charging station into one of the shelves of the cash wrap? You also want to consider the aesthetic here though. So where will the cords run? Will they be exposed? Do they pose a tripping hazard? And then how will they look to the customer? Ideally, you want to make sure that all of these cords and all of this these charging capabilities or areas are hidden and behind the cash wrap and not customer facing. Number seven is placement. Where will you place the cash wrap in your store? Placement of the cash wrap is important not only from a functionality point of view, but because of the psychological reasons. The general observation says that as soon as the customer enters a retail store, they turn to the right and explore the store in anti-clockwise direction. Do I have proof of this? I don't. That's often what I read when I research this. But I genuinely believe it all depends on the shape and layout of your store. So it's hard for me to describe our store, but we recently expanded into the space next door. So it's two storefront units that are connected with an opening in the center wall. So the customer has to walk back and then go through the opening to go to the other side. They circle there and then they come back. So it's not... A standard circle, and it's not aisles like in a grocery store. Regardless, they have to walk back into our original side, the first side that they come into, to exit. So it made sense to have the cash wrap at the front by the entry exit door. But I genuinely think you need to take a good look at your floor layout, the type of story that you have before you make this kind of decision instead of just going with what people traditionally say online. So for us, they've walked through the whole store before they hit the cash wrap to check out. And yeah, I do agree that it makes sense to have it kind of on the way out. That way, you know for sure they've covered the whole entire store. They have everything they want. They've viewed everything in all the displays and and then they check out. You don't want them to be missing any parts of the store. Number eight, Maybe you want to consider two-part units or even three-part units if you have enough. Two-part units seem to be the most popular. So it it makes me laugh because I think like go big or go home. If you're going to do this, you want to make sure you have enough space for everything. So on two-part units, that's where one is the traditional cash wrap counter where you're facing the customer and they check out, but then you have a second part behind you. You'll see this a lot in gift shops, particularly gift shops where they offer gift wrapping because then the person can turn around and do the gift wrapping at the counter, and then that counter has all of the space for the tissue, the wrap, the ribbon, all of that. Because if you think about it, if you're only working with five or six feet of space on your main cash wrap, and then you have some impulse buys, or maybe you don't, but is that enough space to really do all of that and provide that kind of service? So I love a good two-part unit for a cash wrap, but in our store, that wouldn't fit. It doesn't make sense in terms of the square footage that we have when we were initially getting our cash wrap built, but for some, it makes a lot of sense, and I highly recommend it if you have the space for it. I don't want you to create additional space with these two part units though to clutter them. So be smart about the design with all of the shelving and drawers and storage so that it doesn't expose a lot of clutter to your customer, especially that back one that faces them. That one should be as clutter free and look at it as aesthetically appealing as possible. Number nine customer pickup area. So with so many of us embracing omni-channel retail and we're offering the buy online, pick up in store service, or even curbside service, we need to consider having an area to hold orders and shopping bags for customers who will be picking up. Now, does this technically have to be part of your cash wrap? No, but I think it needs to be taken into consideration. We luckily have, uh, our cash wrap is right by the front of the store where we call it the stage where we do our window displays because it's raised up. And we have a little bit of a corner to add orders that we're holding for pickup it does get cluttered sometimes, and I sometimes feel like I wish we had another actual designated space for all of those shopping bags for the customers that are going to be picking up their orders because they don't always pick up within a day or two, right? Like, let's not get into That topic, uh, this comes up in Master Shopkeepers where we express some frustration where it could be like six months, a year later, and someone still hasn't picked up an order. So what is your system going to be for the customer pickup area? And do you have enough space for it? And maybe that's like an ideal time to create a two-part or three-part unit where you can store and hold those orders and it's easy to find them, especially if you're generating a lot of online sales with local pickup. Just make sure that you have enough space for it. And again, that it doesn't look cluttered to your customers as you're storing these orders for pickup. Number 10 is focal point. Make your cash wrap area a focal point. You know, you probably want to display your logo behind you, uh, maybe on the wall or some type of signage, a decorative element. We have a decorative element behind us, but I could easily see getting a custom sign made of our logo so that it's behind us. Because how many times do customers come in and ask you, what's the name of your store? Like, what store am I in? If you don't have that displayed anywhere visually or or high up on a wall for them to see it. So that's a great spot to put your logo is right behind you. Number 11, ADA accommodations. You'll want to consider the Americans with Disabilities Act. This act actually requires you to provide certain minimum space to accommodate wheelchairs. I don't have a link immediately now that I'm looking at my notes for this episode. I don't have a link for the requirements for this, but we will try to find one and have it linked in the show notes. And then number 12 is safety and protection. One thing that I considered is the cash drawer. My sister considered it really because she she's the one that worked with my brother-in-law to design and get our new cash wrap done. Um, But you want to consider safety and protection. So our cash drawer actually is kind of hidden in an an open shelving unit, but it faces us. It doesn't face the customer. So it would be really hard for somebody to just kind of reach around and grab anything from the cash drawer. It actually is really hard to do that. So that's something that you want to consider. You also want to consider in terms of placement where you put the cash wrap. And the one thing that I don't recommend is to put your purses in the cash wrap or anything personal like that. You actually want to put that back in a locked storage room, a locked locker, um, an office, again, that's secured. Always think about the safety and protection. It's just something to consider is your cash drawer. How can you protect that within your cash wrap if possible? So yes, there's a lot to consider with a cash wrap, and it is an investment. But goodness, a well-designed cash wrap is worth it. We've learned this. i learned this. Our first cash wrap was actually gifted to us. It was a hostess stand, and we're so grateful for it. It served us well for years, and we did the best we could, but it was way too small, and it was inefficient. It slowed us down and created an awkward experience, especially on extremely busy days like Small Business Saturday because we were fumbling, trying to wrap things and get them into bags. A cash wrap shouldn't slow you down. A cash wrap is a workhorse and it should be. Of course, you want to consider the customer, but you also want to consider how the cash wrap can create efficiency for you and your team. So many things to consider, right? Like who would have thought so many parts and pieces to a counter, or what most people would just view as a counter. I hope you found this helpful. I hope if you have, if you have a plan for a new cash wrap that this helped you, come up with a design plan for it. If you visit the show notes, I'll be sure to add some images of cash wraps and you know an example of the two-part cash wrap, a two-tiered cash wrap. We'll try to incorporate some images so that you can see what I'm actually referring to. If you want to see the show notes to this episode, if you want to find helpful cash wrap images and get links to anything I mentioned, you're going to visit my blog at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 145. If you're listening on Thanksgiving, I hope you have a beautiful holiday with your loved ones. Until the next episode, be savvy and boss up.